You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, and we're back on Inside Black and Gold. And in this segment, this is going to be the the more therapeutic of the segments. And it's going to be what didn't work. What it all out. And, you know, I, I was listening to Bobby's post-game rant, and he said something that I, that I found entertaining because, you know, I, I, I'm sure you kind of I've, – I've said this to you so many times. And I, I just don't like it's something that has been um, continuing and continuing and continuing. And I have not seen them do anything to address it. And uh, here, this is what this is what Bobby had to say. Again, the defense has played terrible five games in a row in the first half. I don't know. Do y'all notice this? Who that nation teams look faster than us. I mean, I'm like, listen, I know it's all NFL players. You played this level. Like one time, Alante Taylor, did, it, did he not know maybe how fast uh, Joshua uh, Dobbs was? I mean, he, I thought he had the angle. I mean, he just ran right around him. We didn't even touch him. So that was discouraging there. I don't know. Teams uh, just look faster than us. They do. It's a problem. I've, I've, I don't know how many times I've said this, but I've said it at least a half dozen times. The Saints have a team speed problem on defense. And, you know, it's it's tough because... You know, DeMario is a great player. He's not the swiftest of linebackers in the NFL, right? You know, I don't, because you play man on the outsides, you kind of lose that when you're talking about tracking down the quarterback and getting him on the ground. And then you see just watching Cam chase these guys down and just can't do it. Carl is a bit better of an athlete at this point in his career, but even he's not a guy who, you know, I want, I want in pursuit. You know, if he's ca- he can catch guys in the backfield every now and then. He, he's got he's agile enough that like he can make plays in the backfield. But like you see it play after play. Even Pete Werner, you know, like he, he was spying Josh a couple times in that game, and it was just like he he he's getting beat. You know, a lot a lot. I don't know. Like the funny thing is, you can say that there's a team speed problem, and that's what I just did say. But like Alante Taylor, you would have you would imagine it's like this is a guy who should be at an advantage. Like he should be fast enough. And I still I, I don't know. They don't handle it well. That that touchdown run, I still don't. I think it kind of reminded me of the Marcus May play against Tyson Bajent, the fourth down play where you know he got kind of lost and like there was no one behind him to cover, but he still kind of held. 
And it's like, just drive on him. He doesn't want to throw that ball. Make Josh Dobbs throw the ball. He wants to run. Force him to throw it. And instead, he just kind of sat back and didn't do either. He didn't take away either. It was just like, okay, you know, like beat him to the corner. Do something. You can't just let him run on an untouched like like a superhero like like he's got creed playing in his his helmet uh like man i yeah, just it, felt, I it felt like he was neo the one and he just like was able to go through the matrix of our defense and just get into the i was like what is going on I, yeah i guess the, the the speed issue reared its head i know it was it seemed like a huge issue in the jacksonville game too man everybody on that team it's, seemed faster on offense yeah, there it's been an issue all year and it's just tough. Like you don't, you can't just fix that overnight. You guys don't get faster, <laughs> right? Um, like, like, like I've said, I've said this before too. That I think one of the reasons they drafted Isaiah Foskey is because he is a very good athlete. He is, he is faster on the edges. He can get out. He can stretch plays out. But you don't have him. He got hurt. Uh, hopefully, he comes back. And I think, to me, that's what I want to see a lot more of. Is if you can get him back healthy and you can get him more in the rotation on pass rush downs. Maybe he can be a little bit more effective in those situations. Like I want to see Cam on early downs, but I'm starting to wonder if Cam is the best option on pass downs. Ouch. It's just a fact. I mean, you know, this it's funny because everyone's like, oh, we're gonna get crushed by the Lions. I don't know if that's the case because the Saints actually set up like that's the type of offense they want to face. They want right. to face a guy who's gonna stand in the pocket. I was gonna say golf ain't taking off right. Exactly. So, like, I think that's a game where they might actually go out and win it. They're <laughs> going to surprise some people. It's at the Superdome, but but then you're going to you face Josh Dobbs, and you're like, who the hell is this guy? He's a magician, you know. And it, the funny thing is, like, Josh Dobbs did play well. Like, people are going to want to come out and say, well, the Saints' defense just kind of laid an egg, and and they did. But Josh played very well in that first half, and he played well last week. Like, I think he just fits in this offense. I don't, it's it's weird. But he just showed up, and it's like Kevin O'Connell's been missing this man his entire life. I mean, he right. runs that offense. Seamless, right? It looks like peanut butter and jelly together, right? Yeah, just goopy. <laughs> and, and and not for nothing, obviously, can anyone, can anybody guard Hawkinson? Anyone? Only Hawkinson's own ribs. The only, the only thing that could stop TJ Hawkinson was his own internal body injuries. Uh, cause he, he was feeling it. You could tell like there was multiple times oh, yeah. he got up and was just like hobbling over to the sideline. He went in the injury tent at least once. Maybe they gave him an extra shot of whatever he was on. A little uh, something, something, right. Yeah. Okay, I mean, I'm sure he got a shot pregame, right? So he was feeling numb and then all of a sudden he took a, you know, so I don't know how, how, how medically they, they might be blurring some lines there about how much uh, painkillers you can get, take. <laughs> but um, yeah, he's very good. He is very good. Uh, and I he mean, definitely uh, looked like Gronk yesterday. I have never seen a tight end that. If, I mean, he only had one catch in the second half, so maybe that the rib injury did kind of limit him a little bit more as the game went on, right? Well, especially like you go in for halftime, you kind of lose some of that, uh, yeah. you know, that, that adrenaline, and then you come back right. out, and it's like hurts a little bit more, you know. But and, and he took some, like they were getting him down, but they were getting him down hard. I didn't, I know Tyron tackled him once and just like flipped him head over heels. That might have been the play that he got up gimpy because I think it was the one where they like checked to see if his elbow was down inbounds or out of bounds. I, I don't know, but um, yeah, the the team speed, like I said, is is a major problem. You know, one thing I asked DA about today is, you know, we, we kind of we talk a lot about the first half defense 
And <laughs> it's been bad. It's been bad. They've gotten off to slow starts. But I think one of the things that makes it a lot worse than it is is you're allowing touchdowns. You know, like I think we've seen in the past few years this defense be on the slower starting side, right? Like they they have if you go back and look at some of the games they've they've had some good defensive performances in, they've allowed a decent number of yards in the first half, but it's a lot of bend but don't break stuff. They get into the red zone and they lock down and you're forcing field goals and it's like you can have a slow start as long as you're limiting them to threes. You did that in this game, but then you had three straight possessions where they drove the field and scored touchdowns. And so if you go back and you look at the red zone possessions, and I think that first possession wasn't technically a red zone possession. I think it ended right outside the red zone. So because the Vikings were two for two in the red zone in the first half, the Saints have allowed 13 red zone trips over the last five games, which is a ridiculous number on its own. That is insane. Because you're talking about not, I mean, you're only talking about two quarters. So that's 10 quarters of football. So that's really just two and a half games. So you've effectively allowed 13 red zone trips over two and a half games, which is crazy. And not only that, they've allowed 10 touchdowns. That's almost an 80% success rate in the red zone. 10 for 13 opposing teams are in the first half of the last five games on scoring touchdowns in the red zone. That's how you allow 24 points in the first half. Because if you even, I mean, you stop one of those, right? You hold them to three on one of those, it's 20, and it's more manageable. And suddenly you're looking at the first, second half, and you score two touchdowns, you're right there. You're a field goal away. But no, you're not, because you allowed, that touchdown before the half was, I think it was kind of an exhaustion thing more than anything else. But like, man, that was the backbreaker. That basically won the game for them. (laughs) Can can the Saints drink their magic elixir that they get at halftime before the game? I, it, it's just it's been maddening now. What is it? Four or five straight start, five straight games. Yeah, no, I, I actually asked Tyron, Tyron, Tyron Matthews right. in the locker room, and uh, that's what he had to say. You know, I know everyone's tired of hearing questions about halftime adjustments. It's more about just playing better. And but what what is different in the second half? Because it's just five five games in a row, essentially seeing kind of the same story play out. Yeah, I think it's us just kind of being, uh, you know, I guess tired or you know fed up of. You know, not really executing. I, I think that's really, you know, what it's all about. You know, you you, you make minor adjustments at halftime. You don't change your whole game plan. Um, you know, but every now and then, you know, coach stands in front of you and you know he's screaming and hollering and you know, uh, you know he's just telling you to, to do your job, right? And I think we do a better job of, you know, responding to that. You know, in the second half. So it's maybe it's have that yelling conversation yeah, early on for sure. See if, see if it works. <laughs> you know, I said that as a joke. Right. But then he agreed with me. <laughs> and I was like, oh, maybe that is what he needed to do. So have FDA show up and read him and just like rip into him before the game, <laughs> even before they've done anything bad. <laughs> right. Who, why is anybody even smiling right now? Well, no, but I do think there's something to be said for that. Like, what what is the energy you're coming into the game with? Alante Taylor actually was interesting in today because he said, like, one of the issues he thinks is they're coming in too hyped. They're coming in. You know, with the with their with just their their hearts and their throats and their their eye discipline gets lost, and then they they're trying to make plays, and then they just they lose their technique and they just lose sight of what they're supposed to be doing, and they make mistakes. And I think there's something to be said for that. But at the end of the day, it's embarrassing what they've put the the the, the performance they've put on the field over the last five weeks in the first half, specifically. And you know, 
it's it's remarkable the how they've been able to stop doing that in the second half. Part of it is when teams are playing with a lead, they'll get a little more conservative. Because you saw like against the Jaguars, like the second that you ended up tied, they went down the field and scored immediately. <laughs> so part of it is that. Part of it is like you're not taking any risks with the lead. But they're also just being more effective. They're getting into the backfield. They actually got some sacks, right? Greg Joseph gave, did him a favor and missed a field goal. Um, they did, couldn't take advantage of it. But actually, I think they might have. I can't remember if that was... Yeah, no, I think that was that was in the fourth quarter. So that was one of those possessions where they could have gone and potentially tied it, and they never did. Um, but yeah, so you know the defense, you got to figure something out. Like I don't know what you do but those slow starts are dooming you. And and people are going to say, well, you know, the offense didn't hold pull its weight. And and I agree, the offense didn't pull its weight. But at the same time, you can't allow back to back to back 60 plus yard touchdown drives and pretend to be a top 10 defense. You can't. That's crazy. You cannot allow that. And it's like, you, you know, the, when the offense is struggling to find a rhythm, which will happen, you know, your offense is not going to never going to be humming. You know, you're not putting them in situations where they have an advantage. You're putting them in situations where they feel like they have to make something happen. And then, you know, it, it's it's not conducive to to good complementary football because as an offense, you feel like, man, we could drive the field. And they did. They moved the ball in the, fir- the first possession of the game and it bogged down. Right. The second possession of the game and it bogged down with penalties. And then it's like, well, if we give them the ball back, they're just going to go right down the field and score. And, you know, I think that's where you see an offense play tight. And that's what you had. And Derek Carr didn't play well in this game. And the offensive line, I think, struggled. And that that blitz, the, the, that kind of Brian Flores scheme, we knew it was going to be a problem. And they did not handle it. And, you know, it's like if your defense is out there helping your offense, that game goes differently. In this case, the defense forced the offense to carry it. And they weren't able to. And this, you know, and when you have a defensive head coach, that's where my eyes are always going to go to first. The defense, if you're going to you're going to build this team around the defense and say this is a top defense and this defense is going to help us go go to the place we want to go because they can get get shit done when we need them to get shit done. Well, when they're not doing that, what is the identity of this team? It's a losing (laughs) team. I don't even know if they know their identity right now. Right. I mean, what? What? How could they? What is it? Exactly. Their identity is a mediocre second half team. A second half team. <laughs> Great, fantastic. But when you're down by 24 yeah. in the second half, I don't care how good of a second half team you are, because that's virtually impossible to come back from, unless Matt Ryan is playing. Uh, all I know is obviously the the Vikings came out. You knew Hawkinson's banged up. They don't have Jefferson. Osborne's out, and you got a Joshua Dobbs, and that offense was just able to go like these big chunk yards, like six yards, eight yards, twenty seven yards, another nine yards here, and it was just like, damn, what what's going on? I, and and we've seen that way too often in the beginning of games, and it just doesn't make sense. Well, the frustrating part is Paulson Debo had a pick on that opening drive, and it just yes. Not only did he not get it, it bounced off his hands and Jordan Addison caught it for like a 23-yard gain. And it's like, a man, it's going to come. Kind of felt like at that point it was going to be a long day. And it, it was. Right. Like, there's, always, there's always one of those moments early in a game that goes like that where you're just like, this is not our day. And, and I think that was it. Like, you can usually identify it. Um, 
But all right, let's let's move on to the next thing that didn't work. And you know, like I said, I'm, I wasn't a fan of of the way that the offense operated. I wasn't a fan of the way P. Carmichael called. You know, like there were some moments where I was like, okay, I can get behind it. But then there was too many. Like, what are you thinking? You there was t- multiple instances. I think it happened twice. You ran for seven plus yards on first down and punted two two plays later. Like you did not get the first down. The first one drove me insane because it was like, you got eight yards on first down, right? So you to me, there's two options there. To me, you're either taking a shot or you're getting the first down, right? Like I'm not getting cute. There's no reason to get cute. Either go for a big gain, go for a chunk play, or get the first down and, and, and move the chains. Instead, they run a bubble screen to Rashid Shahid, which fine. I don't hate the idea of bubble screens, but that's a first down play. That's not a second and two play. That makes no sense. What that's that's a play that you run because you're like, we can get five, six yards here easy. It's not, it's not gonna be something that they're expecting. But like it's also a play. I mean, we saw this against the I think it was against the Titans. It was like, oh, you had like second and five, and you ran a double reverse to Alvin Kamara that lost six yards, and suddenly yeah. you turned manageable into unmanageable. And that's what happened is is Rashid Shahid, they sniffed it out, it didn't work, and they lost like three or four yards, and suddenly you're on third and six. That's the only thing you can't do. Like I, I'm all for going deep. I'm all for taking a shot there if you want to, but it should never be an intermediate. This could lose us five yards type of play. <laughs> like I hate that. I hate that. There, and, and then we talked about the second half where it felt like there's like ten minutes left in the game, and they're playing as if it's a two minute situation because that's kind of how you had to play when you were down twenty four points in the third quarter. I get that, right? But. Like they couldn't handle their own success. They weren't prepared for their own success. <laughs> and they just continued to call plays as if they needed three scores. When it's like, no, you need one. You need one. You get one. <laughs> um, they couldn't run screens. The blocking on screens was terrible. I mean, that's that that's just something they have not been able to execute all year long, no matter who you're talking about. The blockers were there. They just couldn't find the, the defense. They could not find the players they were supposed to block. And the, there was multiple screens. So there was that the first possession where the Saints got it and they couldn't go score. It was a three and out. I think they ran two screens on that and they both failed. I think Alvin gained maybe one yard total. I don't know. I just, I was not a fan of, of a lot of the things that they did. No, like you said, there was some, a lot of head scratching stuff. And obviously later on in the game, things, you know, they definitely got more aggressive car got hurt and you were down and we saw Jameis, you know, uh, his, you know, uh, God's plan throws plenty of times. And, you know, it was fun for a little bit until, uh, you know, the, the the end there where, you know, the, the last interception was definitely terrible. But overall, I just I feel like we know the stats. We know we need to get Taysom Hill involved. And he was just he, it was an afterthought in this matchup. And I know it's like, oh, you fell behind. You couldn't pound the ball, the rock with them. And then they tried to get him. I think he had two drop passes, uh, actually, that uh, from Jameis. So they did try to get him back involved with that. But uh, just a, a lack of Taysom usage had me also flabbergasted, knowing how much he does mean to this offense. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. 
Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Uh, was part of that a product of getting down yeah. so quickly? Yeah, yeah. Um, I think when you when you get down like that so early in the game, it it, it really limits a lot of things that you want to try to be able to accomplish in a game. And so, um, you know, we got to be better defensively of, of keeping the score down, you know, in the game, in the early part of the game so we can have a, you know, what we, what we have is our game plan going in offensively. You know, you kind of get out of it, you know, probably by the, you know, early part of the second quarter just because you're, you're now chasing points. See, I, I understand what you're saying there. I understand what DA is saying. It's like you're chasing points. But at the same time, bullshit. No, that can't be the excuse when that has been effectively the, the, the best part of your offense to this point in the season. That is not a situational part of your offense, right? Like I understand you can't just run the ball and, and, get, and get three yards in a cloud of dust and just stack first downs when you need – when you, you're essentially behind by four scores, three scores, eight points a pop, maybe, but that's very difficult to pull off. Like, but but that's not like you're talking. You can get chugging plays with the Taysom Hill offense. You didn't even give it a chance. You didn't even try it. And that can't. That's not in the second quarter when you just need to extend a drive after your defense has been on the field for like the entire first half because you can't get a first down. You're telling me that that's why you're not running Taysom. No, that's not an excuse. That's not the answer. Like that can't be it. Even in the fourth quarter, when you have 10 minutes to go and all you need is a drive, you just need to get downfield and score. That does not make sense. That cannot be the answer. The answer is we f***ed up. Like the answer (laughs) is we didn't do the right thing. Not we got out of our game plan because we were behind. Right. We didn't call the right plays. That's what happened. And like they did try to get Taysom on the first drive of the second half. And, you know, one of the funny things in the, in the snap counts that you saw was like Trevor Penning had technically zero. He had fewer snaps on offense than he had penalties on offense because he had one snap and it was a false start, which in his defense, the entire left side of the line falls started, and for some reason, he's the one who got the call. I've always wondered how they decide in that situation because you're only calling it on one guy, and he was like in the middle. Pilot um, on him. He, maybe he moved first, but that is a that's very funny to me that Trevor Penning he had zero offensive snaps, <laughs> one penalty on offense. And that was a play where he was fourth and short. You were going for it in your own territory. You were going to run and some Jamal Williams got stacked up on third down. And you were going to be like, we're doing it. We're going. And uh, you never got the chance because of the penalty. Uh, but no, like that's, I'm, I'm t- like, I, you can talk about the run game. And you can say, like, there are things you do with Taysom that are not the run game. No, you, you can't just elim- you can't say just taste him as a pass catcher in our offense, right? Because you're supposed to have Jawan Johnson. Where the hell's Jawan Johnson? There's another guy that it's like he was on the field for 51 snaps in that game. You could have fooled. You could have. You, you could have told me he was on the field for five, and I would have believed you because he was a non-factor. He had three targets, one catch, two yards. That can't be the case. What is? Th- it's just so frustrating. It's so frustrating. Um, and like, 
<laughs> just, I don't know. No, I, oh, a man, lot of it does, is a it's a lot of nonsensical stuff, man, and it's just like it is frustrating as heck. I, yeah, I don't know anymore. I, I'm I'm gonna have to pile on with the masses and say it is. It does come down to Pete, and it comes down to the to DA. Obviously, both of them. It is coaching. Well, and it's like the the reason this game sucks so bad is because. It's like in in previous games, it's like, okay, well, the offense didn't play well, but the defense forced five turnovers, and they basically won that game for you. You know, like in in Indy, the defense didn't play particularly well, but the offense put up 38 points, and so you could say, okay, you know, it's like we're still waiting for that complete game. Well, in this this one, you got a complete game, but it was completely bad. It was bad on both sides. It was not, you know, in the second half, yeah, sure, you played better, but the first half, you got – housed in every way you know everybody was like screw it i'm not doing anything i mean the defense looked lifeless they did they really did and they were you know it's it's got to be frustrating i understand why like when you when you just cannot get a stop when you can't get off the field that's why that last possession where the saints punted i was like oh my god they gave it back to him it didn't matter how much time they gave it back to him but they were going to score a touchdown because the defense at that point was dead um so yeah that's another one that didn't work uh moving on one other thing that did not work in this game, and it was the penalties. I mean, they're back. Like I said, you got you got just shellacked in every way possible, and that included. I want to say there was. Let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, thirteen penalties. Three of them were declined. Is that right? I think so. Either way, in that in that range. Uh, I'll tell you the exact number of penalties in yardage. So in the end, you're looking at nine penalties for 74 right. yards. But okay, so you had 12 penalties called. Three of them were declined. Rashid, as much as I love Rashid, Rashid is one of my favorite players on this team. I love watching him play. You got to know where the f- line of scrimmage is. You got to know. You can't line up even with the ball. What are you doing? Um and, and if it was the first time, that'd be one thing. Right. He has done that multiple times this year where it's like, how many fa- – you could go an entire season without seeing a false start on a wide receiver. I feel like he's got like five. And and it's like, it's like you, that can't happen. It can't happen. God. No, mind, mind-numbing shit that happens, right? We've seen off, offensive offsides penalties in the last two games. And I, I don't know. If you, again, you could go an entire season without seeing an offensive offside. Now, the one against Eric McCoy was BS. Like they said, he moved the ball forward. It's like it doesn't matter. Everyone's lined up where they're lined up. Where the ball is technically sitting doesn't actually. Every center, anyway. But man, so yeah, I'll go through the list. I'll, I'll read them all just to just to drive home how crazy this is. So Foster Morrow offensive holding ten yards. Carl Granderson offside five yards. Marcus May, and that one I think might have actually been declined because, yes, that was the one where he got he jumped and then Josh Dobbs went deep and Paulson Debo actually intercepted it, but it didn't count and Paulson decided to burn like 37 seconds off the clock by jogging around for no reason. Um, Marcus May, illegal contact, that was declined. Lonnie Johnson Jr., illegal contact, that was declined. Pete Warner, illegal contact, that was not declined. That was That actually wiped away a sack that the Saints got, and it was – Pretty a pretty soft call, but either way, you, you can't. I mean, you you can't touch him down the field, like you know that. Uh, Rashid Shahid, false start, five yards. Trevor Penning, false start, five yards, five yards. Zach Wood holding on a punt for the second week in a row, ten yards. Carl, I'm sorry, not the second week in a row because uh, they only had one last week, but he has gotten a holding on a on a punt earlier this season. 
Uh, Carl Granderson roughing the passer, 15 yards. Tyron Matthew face mask, 15 yards. Rashid Shahid offside, five yards. Andres Pete defensive holding. I'm sorry, offensive holding, which was on the, the second Jameis interception, which was obviously declined. Um, so yeah, those are a lot of penalties. So Rashid had a false start and an offensive offside mm-hmm. penalty. And like you're you're a wide receiver, like you don't need to go. It, it's that's right. Kind of, it's like it don't knock, knock, knock. It doesn't make sense. Right. It's just it's very frustrating, you know. And and like I didn't mention Derek Carr in here. Derek Carr sucked. You know, like <laughs> it was one of his worst games. And like he wasn't good. He wasn't. I mean, the, the the annoying thing is his best throw of the game was the one where he got knocked unconscious because that throw Ugh. that throw to Chris where he stepped up in the pocket and he threw he rifled it in. It was a great throw. It started that drive that ended with the touchdown to Chris. Like it got Chris going in the game. I think it might have been his first catch. Um, but I mean, he yeah, just that was another thing. It took him way too long to get involved. Obviously, yeah, he was holding the ball too long. He just, I think he got in his own yeah. head about the blitzes, and he was trying to, he was trying to. I don't know. Like I, it's tough, and that's why, like, just run the ball, guys. Run the freaking ball. I uh, like get Taysom in there. Like, do you, like that's a point in the game where you should have felt like we're going to use Taysom to help alleviate some of the pressure on Derek. Yes, yes, please. He never did it. It's like I don't want Taysom the pass catcher. Like that. That's good when it's playing off of yeah. Taysom doing everything else. It can't be like he's he works as a pass catcher because he is in the personnel grouping, and they're like he's probably going to run it. Oh no, he didn't run it. You know what we haven't seen this year really at all? Maybe once is Taysom Hill running a play with Derek split out to the side. And people are like, well, why would that be beneficial? And because when you do that, they, you know, because of the whole pass catcher thing, like when you bring Taysom in and you have Derek Carr on the field, they're not going to give you that crazy big bodied personnel because they know you're going to run. They have to assume, okay, maybe he's going to split out. Right. And so if you're not doing that, Every time Taysom comes on the field as, as, I don't know, it's just not a good setup. And like, there's no, there's nothing stopping you from having Taysom in the personnel and having him line up under center and putting Derek off to the side where he's a non-factor, but he at least forces them to play honestly in the defense and you just haven't done that. So that's another thing. But yeah, Derek was not good in this game. Uh, Juwan Johnson was the other one. And then uh, the other thing we talked about was turf fields. That's all the stuff that I mentioned. Anything else that you want to complain about, you want to get in on before we move on? I'm just still really bummed out about how we haven't had that Jamal Williams game yet where he's broken out, uh, really had a a lot of high expectations for him coming into this season. And I think we've mentioned it tons of times. It's a dude that's had 17 touchdowns last year, and I just feel like he's being underutilized too. Well, he hasn't been good. He hasn't. He hasn't been good enough. Um, right. You know, and and part of that's on the offensive line, right? Like, you know, that the one thing that you can go look at Detroit and say for sure is they have one of the best offensive lines in football. And when you're a power back, that helps you. Um, and it just hasn't been the case. I mean, that that fourth and one that they got called for the penalty on. You know, the reason they ended up there was because Jamal couldn't pick up the first down on third and one. It's like that's yeah why you're here, dude. It's why you're here. Um, and but again, it's like the offensive line and blocking. You can only do so much. But yeah, that's that's this is a lot that we can sit here and complain. There about. were times though in the the one the run game was kind of clicking early on, and I was shocked they were ripping up some yardage. And then they just uh, for whatever reason you want to talk about, they did they got away from it. But like I said, they had at least twice in this game they ran for seven or more yards on first down and didn't get a first down on that right. on that position. <laughs> Why not run it again? Right. That's, that's, Why not? 
that's inexcusable you? more stuff you're you're you know hitting your head going why what's stopping you from running the ball until they tackle you tell me <laughs> what's stopping you from doing that other than yourself anyway it's it's a whole thing but maybe uh hard. p carmichael's got too much sean Paytonitis. i don't know but we yeah we, it, it, it mm, mm. Either way, that's going to wrap up that segment. We're going to come back. We're going to talk about some of the things that did work. There's not a lot of them, so it's going to be a pretty quick segment. This is Inside Black and Gold. I'm Jeff Nowak. He's Steve Gell. If you haven't subscribed yet, please do that. Hit us up on YouTube, WWL Sports. Obviously, if you're watching this currently, you are already doing that, so I appreciate all of you. If you also listen to podcasts, check us out wherever you get your podcast. Maybe leave us a rating, leave us a review, hit the subscribe button. Really would appreciate it. Uh, let me, you know, let me know what you think, what you want to see more of in the show. Give us ideas for segments. We're going to need them this week. This week's going to be weird. We don't have a game to talk about, so we're just going to have to come up with ideas. So if there's anything you want to hear about, let us know, and we'll and we'll find a way to talk about it either either this next episode or Monday, because uh, again, that the Monday is going to be the real bottom of the barrel one, and uh, and we'll and we'll come back to it. But all right, this is Inside Black and Gold. Stick around.